Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Well, Matt, fellow adventurers, I've decided for no real all just to show off what what be what I got when I backed the 2019 Kickstarter to the highest conceivable level and then a bit higher than that because if you haven't quite figured it out by the nearly 400 episodes of this of this podcast I'm very much into Swift Back a bundle, legendary. Claim this special package. Yes, because, well, there's there's four characters you need to claim it, and I only claimed it for one because you don't need these these super both butts to enjoy the game. I mean, they make it easier. They make it so you can go further in some areas, so you can go longer between healing. So you don't have to have you don't have to pay attention as much, and you make numbers bigger. And everybody likes making numbers bigger. Yes, it's 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 a it's a fundamental human desire to make numbers bigger. Yes, so much so that before we knew no had numbers. We were all very sad because we had no numbers, so we couldn't make them bigger. And then they invented numbers, and we've been off to the races since then, because then we could make them bigger. Backer Bundle Legendary. Thank you for acquiring this special package. As always, Thank you for playing and supporting Swift. Select the Please Continue option below to claim this special package. Very special. You're about to acquire your backer bundle legendary. Thank you again for supporting the Swift Kickstarter. It is your support that makes Swift possible. Thank you from Matt, the Game Master at Swift.com.
spoils of adventure, journeys in darkness, dangerous ventures into depths uncharted, and daunting checks, treks through wilds untamed, have hardened you to the grim perils ever ready to confront the intrepid and bring to mind the lurking spectre of your own mortality. A famed ransom in gold, a recent adventure undertaken on behalf of a merchant desperate to protect a wagon load of mysterious glowing rocks, has earned you a hoard of gold. One hundred and fifty thousand gold. And that's a lot. Chance encounter. The the scrap of paper handed to you by the hooded hooded woman who encountered on the streets of Talonus led you to a spot in the forest east of the city where you unearthed a strong box filled with adventurer tokens. Eight thousand adventurer tokens. Now that's more than you could ever conceivably need. That, That allows you to buy several of the best equipment at Tally's. But not everything, because Tally's has been everywhere and got everything. And not even 8,000 adventure tokens would get all the stuff he's got, let alone the stuff he's hiding. The School of Hard Knocks. Adventuring, despite its rewards, isn't the easiest of professions. And you have the scars to prove it. You've also gained invaluable experience during your trials that's certain to serve as you continue to pursue the perilous course you've plotted. 150,000 general experience. Yeah, it's pretty nice, pretty nice. And 15,000 all skills and powers experience. Very nice. A ticket to the Everforge. The grateful wizard, those musty library of dust-laden tombs and scattered scrolls is now, thanks to you, free of its tarn rat infestation, handed you a strange silver-encrusted ticket which explains would gain you entry to the Everforge in Trindmore. Everforge ticket view. This silver-encrusted ticket Ordered to you by a grateful mage, those library you cleared of a tarnwet infestation is your key to the Everforge in Twindmore. To find the Everforge, visit Mistgate Square in Twindmore, South East Tulsa, and investigate the Mistgate Shewer. You're sure to have this ticket with you. Before you could ask him anything further about either the ticket or the Everforge, hastily summoned a host of iron constructs that proceeded to show you the door. And it was a really nice door, especially from the other side. It's a really nice door to look at from the outside. I was so impressed by that door, I was barely, barely perturbed at all. The Everforge. The ticket you've just acquired grants you access to the Everforge in Trindmore, where, t- where you'll be able to select all six items 
from the Everforged Diamond Collection, which is the highest level. How to find the Everforged? Travel to Trimador in southeast Tosa and visit Mistgate Square. In Mistgate Square, investigate the Mistgate Sewer. The Elder Fire in darkness while a weary world world slumbers. The Elder Fire silently gathers its ancient might, channeling the spirits those whispered wisdom haunts and attends the waking aim. I have now got the Waging Elder Fire. Let's look at it. 50 melee waiting, 50 cinema points, and 24 Neville Reserve. Which is a lot. In darkness, while a wary word suns, slumbers, the Elder Fire silently gathers its ancient might, telling the spirits those whispered wisdom horns and attends the waking age. This ornate vial contains the waging inferno of Elder Fire, a substance, an entity impervious to the effects of time. May the Elder Fire inspire and guide you on your adventures. The ornate vial in your possession now contains the essence of Elder Fire, a substance and entity impervious to the effects of time. May the Elder Fire inspire and guide you on your adventures. Oh, you get the same thing twice. Okay. Dragor's Token of Luck. Despite never having achieved the acclaim of his brother, Wagoro, the famed armor, Dragolo possessed and honed a formidable mastery of magic that made him the envy of his many spellcasting rivals. Primarily focused on magic, dealing with augmentation and luck, Dargolo's wait is rumoured to have aided his brother, brother's armor-smithing efforts to great effects. The circular totion you are about to receive is the only item of Dargolo's crafting known to exist. It's Dargolo's token of luck. Each side of the token bears an ornate engraved D, Dargolo's insignia. Don't fret too much about it, but it might be wise to not let the grey circle catch wind of the fact you're in possession of an item crafted by a Dalgoro. Yes. Yes. Okay, next one. Olvlian's Dust of Polymorphism. The pouch of a sore-hued dust seems oddly heavy, given that it barely covers the middle of your palm. But the nervous arcane spy, who gladly parted with it, thanks to a favour you were owed, tells you you need only sprinkle it over a quickstone to unlock one of the artifact's hidden powers. Okay. That's the dust of polymorphism. You, en you empty the white diamond hue dust from the pouch and watch as a shimmering cloud falls gently over your quickstone. For a fleeting moment, the quickstone emits a soft hum. You're no longer carrying the dust of polymorphism. The quickstone's long hidden power of polymorphism, diamond level, 
has been unlocked. The powerful but unpredictable polymorphic power of the Quickstone has potential to briefly transform a foe with whom you have engaged into one of a wide array of harmless creatures, thus temporarily reducing their difficulty. A pet for your residence. Operating behind the facade of a curiosity shop in Miss State Square in Twinridor, Verbrin the Critter Keeper is willing to part with a peculiar creature that has recently come into his keeping. I now have a Critter Keeper's Decree. The failed document you've just received, the Critter Keeper's Decree, entitles you to adopt the aforementioned creature as long as you can provide the Quitter with a suitable home. To acquire the Quitter from Velbrin, visit the Curiosity Shop in Missgate Square in Twindmoor. Yes. The furled piece of yellow paper, its surface adorned with a fanciful faded script, is what you need to have with you when you visit the Curiosity Shop in Missgate Square in Twindmoor. Twilwark's Amazing Trinkets The trinkets, collected by the eccentric master mage Twilwark, are both numerous and beneficial, but the strict trinkets you're about to receive are exclusive to the backer bundle. You'll first receive the Twilwark's Trinket Trunk. This magical trink container will hold a limited number of Twilwark's legendary trinkets. I now have Twilwark's Trinket Trunk. It gives one melee rating, one stamina point, and one level reserve. And I can look inside it, but not yet. Okay. This iron banded oaken trunk, which appears to survive multiple fires, is the magical chest of legend known as Twilwark's Trinket Trunk. Three glowing blue glyphs adorn the trunk's lid. An eye, a hand, and a circle. Into this bottomless container can be placed any number of the Trilwok's magnificent trinkets. Any Trilwok trinkets you acquire will automatically be stored in the trunk, which will have its own item category section in your inventory. The trunk is listed in your inventory under miscellaneous and the trinkets it contains are listed in the trinket trunk section. And I've got six of these things. The block of decay. Two stamina points. It is one of Twilwark's trinkets. This fungus-covered wooden block, about the size of a cave goblin's head, will accelerate process of what decomposition and decay of any objects next to which it rests for a period of several days. Believe that this bizarre and dangerous p p trinket is responsible for collapse of several structures, including an ancient beast bridge in northeast Tosa and an entire village in Philadon. Don't store this next to your food. The spoon of augury. One minute rating. One cinema point. One Neville reserve. Most would say the future can't accurately be predicted by a spoon. They would be wrong. The spoon of augury. A 
Twinkit Truark hasten acquired deep in the jungles of Haustamok is able to predict with perfect certainty all manner of future events. Unfortunately, the, the crudely carved wooden spoon is utterly incapable of communicating his oracular discoveries. Oh, yep, yeah, that's 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 the trinkets for you. Feathered spear of vigor, two millirating, two spanner points. Few things in this world, or in any other world, are as simultaneously odd and wonderful as an iron spear covered in a layer of moving feathers. The colourful feathers covering this spear always seem to be in motion and are perpetually ruffled. Pulling out the spear is a conversation starter like no other. Bungled, bundled twigs of dissent. Clutching this twine-wrapped bundle of twigs, which gives two melee rating and three stamina points. Another! Two minute waiting and three stamina points. Clutching this twine wrap bundle of twigs brings to mind feelings and notions counter to whatever the prevailing sediment of your current circumstance. In short, the twigs can make you contrarian, argumentative, and defiant. A plume of crystal illusion. One melee waiting. Four stamina points, one level reserve. Strange and disconcerting images blurred behind a wavering crystalline curtain surge through your mind whenever you place this fluff, fluffy white plume near your head. Despite the disturbing vi visions, you feel stronger and more confident with the plume in your possession. Sorceress Pouch of Cackles Two minute rating, two stone points, three never reserve. Never open this black leather pouch, unless you truly desire to be frightened. Whenever the drawstring is loosened, a pall of maniacal laughter erupts from the pouch, assailing the senses and the sanity of anyone unfortunate enough to be in the standing earshops. Probably best to keep it closed tightly. Oh, really? Opening up. <laughs> okay, closing it, closing it, closing it. Ah. <laughs> Orb of inspiration. Strange, wonderful, and inspiring are the words that best describe the orb of inspiration. Though strange is probably closest to the mark. Gazing into the orb's cloudy depths once per hour reveal to you a positive, according to Tally's, and inspiring again, according to Tally's image. It is rumoured, through no means confirmed, your brew from time to part time provide anyone gazing into it a small benefit. It's an orb of inspiration. Gazing into this cloudy orb from any safe location will grant you one unique inspiring, according to Tally's, vision every hour. Though the orb of inspiration was added to the backer bundle by Tally's, the legendary master adventurer, now retired, refuses to answer any questions about it, and gaze into it from any safe location. 
the Backer Bundles Tome. The Backer Bundles Tome will contain the names of all those who backed the Swift Kickstarter, for which I, your humble GM, am profoundly grateful. Having your name included in the Backer's Tome is optional, but if you've opted to be included, you may choose to be identified in one of the following ways. Your full name, your first name and last initial, first and last name, your Swift username. Your backer bundle tone inclusion preference was one of the questions you answered in the Kickstarter rewards survey. You may change your preference for inclusion in the backer tone at any time by sending me an email at gamemaster game at swift.com. The Swift Backer Tome is viewable both on www.swift.com and in-game at the windowless building with the blue door. Where does been? The Oxian Rage Stone. The triangular piece of stone you are about to receive, each of its sides emblazoned with a glowing red glyph in the shape of a fanged, fanged wing set of jaws, was long ago crafted in the neverall realm of Oxius. While the nature and extent of the wage stone's power is not known, it's believed the stone will benefit its wearer during combat. Oxian wage stone. This triangular piece of black stone, each of its sides emblazoned with a glowing red glyph in the shape of a fang-wing set of jaws, was long ago crafted in the neverall realm of Oxus. While the true extent of the object's power remains unknown, it's believed it will benefit the wearer during combat. A shimmering rage momentarily overtakes you whenever you close your hand around the stone, so be careful with that. Potion of Dewarp, Divine Bewilderment. The bubbling, a shoot huge liquid in a narrow vial before you isn't something you're particularly eager to consume. However, recalling the eerie dusk encounter with the old woman at the edge of Blade Square in Twithick, during which she handed you the potion while extolling its wondrous virtues, is enough for, enough for you to allow yourself to throw caution to the wind. You hastily remove the thick wax seal and impetuously govern, govern the vial's weaving contents. A strange sense of bewilderment descends upon you as the last drops from the vial hit your tongue and slide down your throat. You cast the empty bottle aside and quickly endeavour to, t- to sh- steady yourself as your knees buckle and your legs begin to shake. Suddenly, just as quickly as it began, the deserting sensation abates, leaving you with what you can only describe as a renewed sense of worth and purpose. Your melee rating has been permanently increased by 12, your stamina points by 13, and your never reserve by 6. Coin of Guile. This marred, octagonal gold coin, which you acquired in a wild, wild game of Oak Rock, a game of wages, card and dice, is unbeknownst to the man who waged it, Waged it, the legendary coin, coin of guile. Each side of the coin bears a crude engraving of a coiled snake. Carrying the coil of guile on your person, you 
provide you with a second chance on skill checks involving thievery or diplomacy. Needless to say, the coin is an object converted, converted by thieves and sub-merchants throughout the realms. The Deck of Ore, tallies by a way of an undisclosed bargain resume, has provided you with the amazing Deck of Ore. Cards drawn from this seemingly endless deck provide you with various bonuses. You will at times have a revealed we will at all times a revealed hand of three cards, each of which will provide you the specified bonus each day from within your residence or in the windowless building with a blue door. You'll be able to make six draws, four cards per draw from the deck, and decide whether or not to replace any of the three guards cards in your hand with any of those dust drawn. Unlocked Quickstone Powers Three of the Quickstone's long hidden powers have been unlocked. Valorous Echo! This power provides a chance for your Quickstone to repeat a successful combat roll. Malleable Bane. This power has a chance to temporarily alter the enemy class bonus provided by your wielded weapon. To match the class of your current foe. So I can have a plus. I can have a extra. So I could have a bonus against any type of foe. Even really weird ones. Aura of perceived invincibility. There's chances power will. The onset of combat. Assail and shake your your foes resolve, temporarily reducing their combat effectiveness. Just a friendly reminder that quickstones remain the remain the prize target of thieves. No offence to those skilled in thievery and arcane spies. It's best not to let on you possess one. Yeah, I mean, I have enough problems getting with all those assassination attempts as it is. This hopelessly bent iron key its thick shank drifted halfway along its length at 90 degrees. Appears to be a little more than a useless trinket. However, looks can be deceiving a bent iron key. This bent iron key will lock the door to a cellar in Belmore's Tavern in Twindmore. Visit Twindmore, South East Tulsa, and explore the harbour area to find Belmore's. The bent key in your possession, visit Belmore's Tavern, the harbour the harbour area in Twindmore, and examine the heavy oaken door. Mark of Fortuity This the small ashore diamond shaped mark, emblazoned just above your left wrist. It's a magical blip glyph that will attempt to aid you when making Random number selections augmented by your skills. This rather discreet marking, not easily seen save in direct sunlight, nevertheless reminds you of its presence with a slight but startling pinch every now and then. Jodwid's Quiver. The enchanted sturdy leather quiver you just acquired. 
its rugged casing wrapped with three bands of engraved raven bone once belonged to the legendary archer Druid. Any arrow drawn from the quiver will have an increased chance of finding its mark. Arrows of uncommon accuracy pilfered from a mage's tower in Philidon and smuggled into Telsia through a shadowy network of thieves and arcane spies. The arrows of uncommon accuracy have now inexplicably made their way into your possession. These were remarkable arrows, fletched with enchanted tekaback feathers, will provide you with a bonus to any skill check involving archery. Best of all, the arrows of uncommon accuracy never won out, meaning that they'll be the arrows you'd employ each and every time you make use of your bow. I'm guessing they just teleport back into the quiver once I'm not paying any attention, something like that. Or that magic. Well, of course they're magic. But they're magically self-replicating arrows. Or something. Harp the Harbringer's Halo. A, th a faint, thin halo will now resolve, revolve around any piece of head armour you equip, providing a boost to any melee rating, standing point and neville reserve bonus the armour provides. This is the Harbringer's Halo, formed out of the essence of a non-corporeal envoy of one of the more significant crowd entities hailing from the eternally conflicted Neville realm of Duclin. You must now choose to choose the harbouring of light or the harbouring of darkness. Well, I'm feeling all edgy, so I'll choose darkness. You've cho chosen for the halo to be that of the harbouring of darkness. A grim sense of foreboding suddenly wells up within you, though it quickly fades. Uh, and that has boosted my stats. A Dragonhide Weapon Wrap. This wide band of Dragonhide, emblazoned with black and red glyphs that seem, that each seem to depict dragons in flight, will automatically wrap itself around the hilt or haft of your wielded weapon, augmenting any melee boat bonus the weapon provides. Yeah. Weapon provide. Right. You can view the bonus provided to your drag Dragonhide weapon by, view by viewing it in the miscellaneous section of your inventory. Your flying mount. It's a winged engraven token. The engraved token you just received will serve you well when you visit the babbling tat. Cat Tavern in Mistgate Square in Twindmore, South East Tulsa, to acquire your flying mount. Present the token to the tavern keep to gain possession of your very own trick, a mount that will faithfully and safely bear you through the skies over Tulsa. Varkun's Eye of Wrath, the strange and powerful Eye of Wrath stone-framed 
magically preserved eye of one of the more fearsome foes slain by by Master Mage Varkun during his adventuring days is indeed an artifact worthy of envy. The eye at the centre of the stone's square stone frame continues to look around and blink, making you wonder what it actually sees and who or what may be witness to what it observes. You must now decide which of Varquin's slain foes at the centre of which slain foes the eye at the centre of the stone frame belongs belonged to. Your section will determine the bonus the eye provides. You can only choose once, so make your choice carefully. Well, it doesn't really matter because I'm not going to keep this stuff. Krogrok the Grim. Krogrok, a cruel and savage mountain giant who long maintained his dominion over the western edge of the lower thundering range was slain by Varquin in a brutal battle said to have lasted nearly six hours, the Iron Goblin. The Iron Goblin, a cave goblin warrior renowned and feared for his supernatural strength and stamina, met his end when, when Varquin at last cornered him in a sheltered hollow within sight of the ruined city of Tarn. Athramel of Oxus, the demon Athramal, a one-eyed mass of molten flesh that once imprisoned Vakrin in the halls of despair at the bottom of the Oxian te- Terror Gorge, paid with his life for underestimating the sorcerer's ingenuity and might, main root. An ancient and murderous Dombuk who long roamed the forests of southern Telsa, once waylaid a coach on which Varkun was passenger. Needless to say, the foul trees days of wandering ended there and then. Uh, I'll take main route, because trees are cruel. The eye in Varkun's eye of wrath is that of main route. You can't help but wonder if the living, stone-framed eye serves as a window for which the long-dead tree fiend gains glares out upon the world. The Titans of Telsa. Your account has had the Titans of Telsa package added to it. To acquire the Titans of Telsa, pa- Titans of Telsa, visit the windowless building with a blue door, where you'll find it included in the special packages to be claimed section. Yeah. Special packages. Your backer bundle, Legendary, allows you to select Sev 25 special packages from the Swift Special Package Archive, which includes every special package ever released. You do not have to select any or, or, or any of your 25 special packages from the archive. You can also save some of your selections for future special package releases if you wish. The special package archive will be available at the Windows Building with a Blue Door, starting Sunday, April the 14th, 2019. You may also send an email to to request particular packages.
You've now collected all that your Battle Backer Bundle contains. Here are a few notes regarding the contents of your Backer bu Bundle. Everforge items. Visit Mistgate Square in Twindmore, South East Telsa, and investigate the Mistgate Shower to sure to, to access the Everforge. Be sure to bring your Everforge ticket with you. A pet for your residence. Seek out Velbrim in the, Qu the Quitter Keeper at the Curious City Shop in Mistgate Square in Twindmore, South East Tosa. If you don't yet own a special residence, you first need to acquire one through Faldemin in Talonus. Your flying mount. Visit the Babbling Cat, Cav Cat Tavern, Mistgate Square in Tridmore, South East Telsa. Bring your wing engraved token with you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for supporting the Swift Kickstarter. Your generous and inspiring support is what makes Swift possible. It's been a distinct privilege to be able to create and share the world of Swift with you. Don't forget that each of your characters, current and future, can claim the backer bundle. If you ever delete or restart a character that has previously claimed the battle bundle, just return to the Windows building with a blue door to claim it again. If any questions, send us a GM. Thank you. Thanks again for playing and supporting Swift. Keep those standard points above. Zero, as always, all the best, Matt. Okay, I guess let's go to Trindmore and, and have a look at all those nice things we got. Okay. Visit the harbour area. Bayormay's Tavern. Among the more reputable establishments to be found lying the narrow streets that shake away from that snake away from the harbour front, Bayormay's Tavern is a popular, popular not only for the quality of its food and drink, but also its relatively peaceful atmosphere. The tavern's current proprietor, Kirwith Banmerk, a retired adventurer and expert swordsman, is swift to harshly deal with any inappropriate conduct that was. What if I speak with him? Yeah. You find Clerf Soldus sternly admonishing a patron for unruly conduct. The respected tavern keep finishes a task at hand and then engages you in conversation. You learn he's looking to expand the tavern by purchasing a vacant warehouse next door. That presents its own problems, says the bearded, retired adventurer, smiling as he shakes his head. Likely needs some more help around this place if that happens. The more help I pack in here, the more help I'm going to need. Manager, is it, but it gets much bigger. Bigger, well, might need another set of heavy hands. After a lengthy conversation, you bid farewell to Kirok as he hurries off to some overlooked chore. Examine the heavy oaken door. The door. An intimidating barrier that seals off the stairs leading down into the tavern cellar. It's comprised of three heavy iron bands and a trio of thick oaken planks. You, you tug gently at the ornate, its ornate latch. The door, which is apparently locked, neither budges nor rattles. Suddenly, 
you're noticing that more than one set of eyes has taken interest of your interaction with the door. You quickly pretend to be examining something on the nearby wall before moving away. As you step away from the door, you're met by the tavern keep, Kunwith Banmerk. The imposing retired adventurer and expert swordsman asks you about your interest in the open door, having apparently seen you examine it. The way you're gazing at the door. And I was left to wonder if perhaps you've got the key for it, he says. Are you suspiciously? It's a bent iron key, but all appearances beyond repair. It's not an ordinary key. Have you got it? The instant you draw out the key in question, Kilvis's eyes widen and nervously glances around the common room. All right, here's the lay of it, he says in a hushed tone. Again, glancing about as if he fears being overheard. That key will open the door to the cellar. It's been locked for a good long while. And only I know why. Don't ask. Can't tell you why. Listen to me. You listen with growing interest. The girl tells you the door to the cellar was magically sealed after a strange incident several years back. And the bent iron key in your possession will open it. He says the key was supposed to remain in the keeping of the maids whose magic sealed, sealed the door, though it's plain that it's no longer the case. There's only one thing I'd like out of that cellar, he says. It's an old book down there, resting on some crates. Agree to, agree to give me a book and I will give you this, which will come in handy in the cellar. The tavern keeper holds up a small, plain steel key. When you inquire about the steel key, he tells you to unlock a strong box in the cellar. I can't advise opening a box, mostly because I don't know what's in it, he says. According to the wizard who sealed up the cellar, whatever's locked up in that box is supposedly the root of the trouble. I'm not sure I ever truly believed him. Adventurous intuition, you know. But I'm no longer keen on taking chances. However... You, however, seem brash and reckless enough. In all the very best ways, Kirif tells you that after you bring him the book, he'll give you the key to the strong box. He'll lock you out of the cellar. He'll lock you in the cellar while you open it. Can't take any chances, he says. Intrigued by all the tavern keepers told you, you agree to enter the cellar and fetch from the book in exchange for the steel key strong box. He promptly hands you the steel key, which you slip into your pocket. After making certain no one is watching that closely, Kurif takes the bent iron key from you and begins tapping against the still door's sturdy planks. Suddenly, the door shudders and the bent iron key, grasped in Kurif's white hand, swiftly straightens itself Immediately take note of the rapidly fading silver glow surrounding the doors on a hatch. God, in you go, whispers Cure, turning to smile and nod at a patron glancing in your direction. Hurry now! Can't do this a second time. Cureth gasps and the lat grasps the latch and pulls the door slightly ajar, leaving just enough space for you to slip past past the imposing barrier and begin a cautious descent down the stairs down a set of worn wooden steps. Halfway down the stairs, your light source flares to life, scattering the musty gloom a 
as you enter the cellar beneath Railmore's tavern. The cellar proves to be a surprisingly small and almost entirely empty, save for a small crack stack of crates in one corner and a glowing wooden strong, strong box sitting against the far wall. You examine the crates and find the book crew have mentioned and immediately take possession of it, the thin volume, its worn cover and mould ridden. Its cover worn and mould ridden appears to contain a brief history of Twindmore. Turning your attention to, strong, to the strongbox, you cautiously approach the glowing container. A soft glow surrounds the strongbox, which appears to have suffered no ill effects despite its dank surroundings. You waste no time pushing the steel key to use, and within moments a sharp click indicates the sturdy container is now unlocked. With the pulse quickening, you carefully push back the lid. Well met! Your heart skips a beat, and you leap back as a wap garbed in colourful finery, standing on its hind legs, climbs out of the open box and bows deeply. You're not the one who locked me in there, he says, stretching and twisting. And, I might say, I've never never got locking in there and been just a tiny bit warier. What a fool I was! Good of you, though, to let me out. Here. I've got something you can have your tools. Was it trouble? Don't like to make trouble. Dimitiv Ratman leans into the strong box and retrieves a bulging leather pouch. Tosses to you. You snatch the pouch out of midair and are startled to discover it contains a large quantity of adventurer tokens. One hundred adventurer tokens! There, how's that? Not enough. You're a hard one, you are. Hard on the stone. The Wap Man, after taking a moment to try and smooth, smooth his hopelessly wrinkled attire, reaches back into the strong box and draws out a stoppered vial of red liquid. He sneezes twice, begs your pardon, and places the vessel at your feet. I wouldn't give that to just anyone, he says, shaking his head, but you, my good friend, Having freed me from those insufferable confines, I quite deserving of it. Don't worry. Have a good swig at that. It will ha- have you harder than a pot of boiled ooze. Right at it. That's how you do it. Despite your initial misgivings, you immediately unstop her and stop the vial and down its contents. A strange sensation briefly passes through you leaving you feeling the slightest bit sleepy in its wake. Your stamina points have been permanently increased by four. Alright, alright. Don't get any more wild-eyed on me, says the rat, flickering his lengthy tail as he adjusts his green and red vest. There's, there's one more barbell in that old box. I've been saving it for someone special. So the fact I'm going to give it to you should make you feel just a bit special. The the, the, the wat reaches into his strong box and fetches a gold wooden ring, which he holds up for you to see. It's made for someone on your side, he says. Won't fit me, otherwise I'd wear it. Don't ask me anything about it, because I don't know anything about it. Here, before I change, your, change my mind. Ah, he tosses you the ring. It's an unidentified 
gnarled wooden wing. This is the gnarled wooden wing given to you by the wap man in the cellar of Brilmer's Talon in Tweedmore. Well, that about settles everything, says the wap man, rubbing his hands together. Never did introduce myself, and I don't think I will. It's nothing personal, mind. Just a preference of mine. All right, off I go. There'll be no more trouble around here for me. Though I can't promise as much for the trickety wizard will lock me away down here. The white man looks up as you mention the mage and sinisterly draws a finger across his throat. He'll get what he's owed. Make no mistake there, he says. Thank you again. You've made a friend this day. Nameless friend, but a friend no, nevertheless. Fare thee well. With that, the Ratman le leaps into the strongbox and the lid slaps shut. Before you can react to what's just occurred, the glow surrounding the strongbox rapidly intensifies and the weighted container begins to bounce, to bounce and rattle. Suddenly, a bright flash of red light floods the cellar, forcing you to shield your eyes. Moments later, when the light has faded, uh, there's no longer any sign of the chest or its peculiar and well-attired occupant. Bewildered by the odd encounter, you make your way up the stairs and out of the cellar. After giving Kurith the book you retrieve, you spend the next small while conversing with him, for you make no mention of the Watman or the items he gave you. When the inquisitive tavern keep asks about Strongbox, you decide to tell him he wasn't there. He seems to believe your account and tells you he's sorry to have falsely inflated your hopes. But he again thanks you for covering the book. Might have to take a peek down there myself one of those days, he says. I'm not ready to do so just yet. That box gone. I feel a lot more at ease. Sorry you didn't get anything for your trouble. As Kurif rolls up his sleeves and moves off to tend to an argument taking place on the far side of the tavern, you make your way far side of the womb, you make your way out of the tavern. While passing beneath a stone, stone arch near the gates of the city, you suddenly spot a small figure lurking in the shadows on your right. However, when you turn to get a better look, the diminutive shape melts back into the gloom and vanishes. Right. Now let's go to Mistgate Square. Oh wait, time to identify that item first. Oh, I've got a wood icon of Biting Frost and the Cursed Wing of Zarthmore. Okay, let's go have a look at this wing. It's all cursed. Hopefully not too cursed. Cursed Wing of Zarthmore. Two melee waiting, eight stamina points. This is the gold wooden wing given to you by the Wap, wap Man, the cellar of Balmier's Tavern in Twindmore. Several strange symbols are burned into the broad face of this carved band. And 32 XP to Arcania. Okay, well, we've got some time left. Let's go to Mistgate Square. Named for the perpetual blanket of thin, silvery mist that swirls and eddies across its glistening cobblestones, the broad quadrangle known as Mistgate Square is all but deserted. 
Numerous abandoned and dilapidated structures lie on the edges of the square, many of them seemingly close to collapse. A small smithy, the Mistgate Sewer, sits on the north side of the quadrangle. To the west sends a dilapidated curiosity shop, and to the east, east is the one-down tavern known as the Bubbling Cat. Visit the Mistgate Sewer. The sharp wing of metal striking metal assails your ears as you step up to the smithy. Looking up from his toes at the edge of the thorn, forge, a white-haired man, his face, hands and apron blackened, lays down his hammer and briefly inspects the horseshoe. You got business here, he says gruffly, wiping his hand on his apron. You don't look like you come here for horseshoes. Though I can tell you that the finest, the finest you'll ever find anywhere are white here. Inquire about the Everforge. Your inquiry brings a knowing smile to the grime-straight face of the smith. Well then, I suppose you must have a ticket, he says. You step forward and hand him the silver encrusted, encrusted ticket, which he snatches from you and promptly tosses into the glowing growing belly, glowing belly of the forge. Very good, he says, smirking. I don't think you came in here for horseshoes. Finest around, though, if you care to know. Did I already mention that? Can't quite remember the last time someone asked about the Everforge. My name's Tark Kirinoan. But folk, folk around here call me Tark. And if you care to know, not many come round this way anymore. You're welcome to sight, my friend. As soon as you introduce yourself, Tark nods and leads you through a doorway to the doorway at the back of the smithy, along a dark, narrow passage into a large, windowless room. The white-haired smith points to the opposite wall, a formidable barrier of large, precisely cut stone blocks. You can step right through that, if you know how, he says. Clever bit of magic Tamyara arranged for years back. Tark whistles the first several notes of a well-known folk ballad while staring expectantly at the stone wall. Need to give that just another go, he says Miff. He again whistles, this time maintaining the last note for several seconds. The stone wall shimmers for several moments before reverting to its original state. In you go, he says, waving his hand towards the wall. You just mark what you've heard, and you can enter yourself next time. With just the slightest bit of trepidation, you move over to the wall, reach out to touch it, only to have your hand hand pass through its stone surface, as it's not even there. Hurry now, says Tark. You don't want it to become solid again while you're passing through it, do you? Spurred on by the unpleasant notion, you step through the masterful illusion immediately find yourself standing standing amidst the oppressive heat and ringing clamour of the legendary Everforge. A middle-aged, raven-haired woman, her arms, face and apron smudged with the dark, telltale signs of a demanding toil, looks up from the blade she's been hammering and regards you with a quizzical stare. A pleasure to meet you, Octopus Doctor, she says. A casual use of your name catching you off guard. 
I've, I'd heard you might find your way here. I'm Tamyar. Is there anything you need, just let me know. With that, the smith holds up the blaze he's working on, examines for a few moments, then thrusts it back into the fire of the swords. When you, when you inquire about the six Everforged items you're here to claim, Generous smiles and nods. Yes, yes, of course you are, he says. Choose an Everforged item. Jarrow asks you which of the Everforged items you would like to claim. Don't worry, just pick one. I could, I could always turn you to something different, should you desire that. That's the beauty and power of this grand old forest. However, I can't turn armour into weapons. Or weapons into armour. It doesn't quite work that way. Alright, so. There's a sword, a mace, a hammer, an axe, a staff, a dagger, a spear, plate armour, a wing, amulet, gauntlets and shield. Uh, I'll take a sword first. Chamra nods and steps around to the side of the forge, placing her just out of sight. Suddenly a brilliant flash of red light floods the room. As the light fades, she strolls back into view, clutching a remarkable longsword, which she promptly hands to you. That's an Everforged weapon, she says proudly. Never forget that. Everforged sword. Miller rating of 80! 17 extra versus goblins, dragons, demons, giants and the undead. Yeah, it's just ridiculously overpowered. This is the diamond level Everforged weapon, which is the highest level. The blade of this long sword is engraved with the image of an anvil over which arcs a chain of three interlinked squares, the insignia of the Everforged. To have this weapon reforged, visit the Everforged in Trindwar. This weapon is of magical quality. No surprise there. And you can change its name. I'm not going to, but you can. Got five items left to claim. We best get on with it. Alright, I'll take my armour. Tony nods and steps round to the side of the forge, placing her just out of sight. Suddenly, a bright flash of red light floods the womb. As the light fades, she strolls back into view, holding an impressive piece of plate armour, which she promptly hands to you. Everforged plate armour... Melee weighting 24, 36 stamina points. The ornate silver and black armour is enchanted interlocked steel plates perfectly conforming to your torso. It was created in the Everforge in Trimador. Engraved on the centre plate of this armour is the image of an anvil, over which arcs a chain of three interlinked squares, the insignia of the Everforge. Four you got four items less to claim. claim. Best get on with it. I'll take the wing. She, As the light fades, she strolls back into view, holding a magnificent wing, which she promptly hands to you. View it. 23 miller 23 rating, 13 stamina points. The thick steel wing, inlaid with bands of silver, was created in the Everforge in Trindmore. And it's got the same symbol. Three items left to claim. Alright, the amulet. Alright, here's the amulet. Remarkable amulet. 22 melee weighting, 18 stamina points, one Neville reserve. This weighty triangular 
steel amulet, centre of which is fitted a trio of iron stars. It was created in the Everforge in Twintmoor. Alright, and two items the gauntlets. Alright, magnificent set of gauntlets, 22 melee weighting, 24 stamina points. This the armed guard portion of these enchanted steel gauntlets are laid with bands of silver that meet and encircle a square of iron set into the hand plating. These remarkable gauntlets were created in Everforge in Twindmore. One item left to claim, the shield. Shimadara, she nods, then press, back comes back with the precious shield she promptly hands to you. Everforge shield. 45 melee weighting and 17 stamina points. This grand enchanted heater shield comprised of a steel frame surrounding a solid black oak face inlaid with thick bands of silver bears not a single blemish. It's created in the Everforge and it's very, very powerful. Rare. That takes care of that. Remember, if you ever need anything I've forged in the Everforge Reforged, you need only ask. Turn her bows and returns to the edge of the forge, where she immediately begins hammering away at the blade she's been shaping. The clamour of her well-placed strikes echoes throughout the forge. Yep. The incessant clamour of ringing steel assays your ears, a champion. The Everforged current and only Smith labours away at the edge of the mythical forge. The middle-aged, waving-haired woman, her arms, face and apron. Apron smoked with the dark, telltale signs of her demanding toil, looks up from the piece she's been shaping and regards you with a curt nod. With that, she resumes her demanding, seemingly endless work. Leave the Everforged. As you begin to make your way out of the thought, Tamiara calls after you, a voice echoing through the hot, smoky chamber. You turn to find her standing next to Ramble, her arms folded and a wide smile on her face. Take care of yourself out there, she says. Come back in here any time you need something. With that, you bid her farewell and depart, passing through the illusiony wall and saying goodbye to Tark before setting out into Mistgate Square. Alright, uh, let's just equip some stuff. No, actually, no, nah, no. Nah. Okay, now to the Babbling Cat Tavern. The Babbling Cat Tavern, its interior of which is in much better repair than its exterior, is all but deserted. Save for a small group of elderly men seated around the corner table, playing what appears to be a mix of Traitor's Gambit and Dragon Coin, two popular wagering games. Nilfwick, the tavern's bald, bald grey-haired, bay-bearded keeper, stands up at slanted quarter, tending to slanted count, counter, tending to his various duties. He looks up and nods to you, converse. Nilfric flashes you a knowing grin as you move up to introduce yourself. I expected to see you sooner or later, she says. Have you got the token with you? It's just a formality, I realise. There's something to be said for this sort of thing. He produced a wing engraved token and hand it to the tavern keep, 
He briefly inspected it before slipping the small piece into his toffee. Into his pocket. Very good, he says. All is in order. Please follow me. Nilfrock leads you to a small, overgrown courtyard behind the tavern. The tavern keep whistles once, and before you draw your next breath, a large Chotorick steps out from behind a heap of shattered casts. The winged mech reptile moves up to Nilfric, for its disarming gaze remains focused on you. They're all a bit rare at first, says Nilfrock, but they're loyal to a fault once they're familiar with you. Nilfric pats the back of the, the Chotorok's ridged neck. Properly trained Chotorok doesn't fly off, he said, so there's no change with that. I can't tell you how this one came into my keeping, though I will admit to being glad going to a better circumstance than I could hope to provide. The tavern can keep affectionately strokes the sides of the flying reptile's angular head. This, this, creature, this creature has only ever known kindness, he says. I know the same will be true when you're its master. As you step to walk forward to more closely examine the Chotorik, holding out your hand, allowing the creature to take, take in your scent, you notice that Chotorik is male or the Chotorok is female. Yep, this is me choosing its gender. Uh, um, female. A sturdy, friendlier lass you won't find in the species, says Nilfrock, stepping up and patting the Chotorok's ridge back. Just absolutely remarkable in every way. Nilfrock looks fondly upon the winged reptile and smiles. Swiftwing's her name. But you're free to choose another name for her. As Nilfrock begins rambling through the various traits of Chotorik as a species, you examine the the creature's thick coat of scales, taking note of its brilliant hue of blue, green, red, orange, golden, silver, grey, black, or violet. Yeah, I can choose its colour. I'll make him... Violet. You remark upon the violet, violet hue of the chicory scales. Yes, it's really quite stunning. Says chicory. You don't often see such a colour on these amazing creatures. As the noble webchild nuzzled her angered head into you and started to spread affection, you won't suddenly realise it's a horned Chotwick or a hornless Chotwick. Well, I've considered got to have horns. Just mind the horns, says Nithwick, laughing, making reference to the short white horns protruding for an angle from the size of the Chotwick's head. Never been struck by one. I don't think I'd care to be. I don't suppose you've... I, I suppose you'll have come up with a name for, says Nero. Yeah, they'll come when called by their name. Didn't take them long to learn it. Smart beasts. No mistake. Do we name Swiftwing? Enter the name into the box below and then click the set name button. Let's generate a random name. Red Fury, Red Heart, Blue Eye, Gold Fang, Diamond Cloud, Emerald Cloud, Swift Spine. Alright, I'll set Swift Spine. Alright. Nifrick smiles, smiles and, 
and pats the winged back of Toadwin Yank. Swift wing. He moves his closing one eyes. I well like that name. I suppose it suits her. Now, let's not delay. The winged gal wants to take to the sky. Low, fierce and restless. I'll describe all Toadwin. And this one's no exception. Therefore, it spends the next small while going over some care instructions regarding Chudwick, and ends up by warning you against leaving Swiftwing unattended for too long. Don't mean that you're opposed. What does it mean? What I mean is, should you land somewhere, particularly the horses nearby, or other manner of livestock, you might want to keep a close eye on this lass of yours. Chotwick have been known to have a taste for that sort of thing every now and then. No freight provides you the tack required to wider Chotwick, including an ornate, iron-studded leather saddle. That's made specially for Chotwick, he says. Some for you fit to slap a horse's saddle on their back. That's neither proper nor safe. Use the white gear, and you're not, not likely to topple out of the sky to your death. At last, you take your leave of Nilfrock, proud to depart astride your newfound flying mount. The tavern keep watches a swift wing, her wings beating a steady rhythm, lifts out of the courtyard, swiftly bearing you into the fathomless blue expanse far above Twindmore. After a wide series of circles, complete with two heart-stopping swoops, the Chowdwork gladly sets down, gracefully sets down in the heart of the moorland city. Note, to summon and take to the sky and sit on Swiftwing, select the fly option from any location from which you can travel. Note, oh, well, wait, that's the same thing twice. And now I can fly about. Side Swiftwing, you fly into the sky above Twindmore, there to take a set course for uh, Dragonwrath. Whoosh! Swiftwing carries you safely from Twindmore to Dragonwrath, and now back to Twindmore. Whoosh! Swiftwing bears you safely from Dragonwrath to Twindmore. Yeah. Of course, you've got to fly through it normally sometimes so you can get your rested bonus from riding on a horse, since that's just how it's triggered. Alright. Miscate Square once more. Now to visit a dilapidated curiosity shop. The the mountainous heaps that fill near the entirety of the small shop's interior appear to be made up of little more than useless trinkets, broken items and random bits of debris. A thick layer of dust has settled over almost everything, leaving you to wonder how long it has been since one took an interest in any of the objects on display. An old man, his long white hair dangling in ragged strands that nearly reaches bony shoulders, looks up from behind a cluttered table in which he's sorting several piles of odds and ends and nods to you. Pleasant us all day out there, he remarks. Show him your quitter keeper's decree. You present the spurled decrees of the old man, 
He promptly snatches it away, unfurls it, and closely examines the fanciful, faded script adorning its yellowed surface. Yes, yes, so quite in order, so it seems, he says, fixing you with a sceptical look. I suppose you'll be wanting to have... Have the pet, this scrap of paper says you entitled yourself. Well, can't see any reason to deny you. You seem capable enough to properly look after the critter. Begin to acquire about what he's just said, but the old man holds up his white forefinger and swings it at you. You don't need to engage in all sorts of pointless yammering, he says. I'm Verbrim. That should be plain enough. Once upon a time, folks knew me as the critter keeper. I suppose the title is still valid. Here. Follow me, we'll get on with it. Verbrin leads you to the cellar of his shop and over to the heavy wooden door secured by a stout oaken drop bar. Afraid I can't let you go any further, he says. So your own safety and the safety of, well, most of your own safety. Just wait here a moment. After removing the drop bar, Verbrin opens a door only a couple of feet and steps around it pulling the heavy slab closed behind him. Moments later, the door opens part way and Verbrin steps into view, holding a seemingly empty black cloth sack. He closes the door and places the sack on the floor at your feet. Have you ever seen an altar wisp? he asks. No, I doubt very much you have. Strange and wondrous creatures, but extremely rare. In fact, this is almost certainly the only one in all of Northern Swift. Look, here it comes. You plant down at your feet. The mouth of the cloth sack is beginning to open. You watch in astonished silence as a glowing orb of white light about the size of your fist emerges from the sack and floats up into the air. A dazzling spear, nearly translucent at its core, silently hovers in front of you. Subtle movements, almost hypnotic. That's an altar wisp, says Verbrim. A more peculiar creature you will not find. As a small globe of light continues to float before you, Verbrim explains the altar wisps are able to change form into, into one of a myriad other creatures. It's not an illusion, he explains, because they actually become the creature. Oh, I should mention something more about that. Want to know that? Suddenly, a pa sharp pain erupts in the head, in your head, as an aura of light surrounding the altar with briefly intensifies, stifling an agonized gasp. You're relieved when the pain abruptly subsides and the wisp's glow becomes less intense. Verbrin tells you the altar wisps has just locked minds with you, revealing one of the creature's most impressive and potentially dangerous traits. You, your, your will will, will determine the form the altar wisp will take, he says. Don't try it here, mind. You need to simply imagine the creature in presence of this, and well, the wisp will take care of itself. Verbrin says says the altar wisp is able to change its form countless times, including reverting back to its original wisp form. Just take care that you've considered all the wisps. There, you can take, take home with you in that sack. Just open it and it will float in. 
Good luck with you. May it prove a loyal and untroublesome pet. With the Alteric once again in the black cough sack, you thank Verbrin and make your way out of the cellar and back into the cluttered curiosity shop. Take care of that little critter, says Verbrin as you're about to leave. And keep an eye on it whenever you can spare one. It might just be for the best. You bid the critter keeper farewell and leave the shop. To see your newly acquired Auto Wisp in action, to customise its form, turn to Larkstone House. Okay, I'm going to do that. Fly, I'm going to fly upon Swift Ring to Larkstone House, which is pretty similar to the other ones. Okay, the autobisk floats by a distance, seemingly oblivious to your presence. Alright, seek out the autowisp. Though at times elusive, your autowisp seem, always seems, as far as you can tell, happy to see you. The autowisp drifts by in your presence, to surrounding your presence, so name it. Okay. To name your auto wisp. Yep, yeah, yeah, so you can change it. Change its name. Alter the form of the auto wisp. Only you can alter its gender. It's currently male. I'll just keep it there. Alter the form. The auto wisp is currently in the form of the auto wisp. What new form should the auto wisp assume? Black Fang Spander, Spider, Stump Turkle, Armored Scavenger, Tackerback, Crag Wolf, Tarnwack. Field mouse, a wildy toad, a cat, a blaze snake, or reward a lizard. Uh, a field mouse. You lock minds with the altar wisp, and the strange creature immediately reads your thoughts, effortlessly determine the form you desire to adopt. Flash! Following a dazzling burst of white light, you altar wisp. Most recently, most recently, an altruist is now a field mouse. The altruist dashes about, apparently getting used to the sudden change of form. Yep. Although at times elusive, your field mouse always seems, as far as you can tell, happy to see you. Your field mouse dashes about in your presence. Move elsewhere. Candle stalked past, stalking after your field mouse. And, well... That's pretty much everything. Yeah, that so that that's what what I got in the when I backed the 2019 Kickstarter. Okay, next time, well, it'll probably this this adventure wasn't really planned. So the next time we'll be seeing what happens when we find more of those fragments of matter. Of madness. Now it seems the GM is is sick or was sick, so it might be might be a while. So anyway, until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.